We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. My friend, my sweetheart, my darling, how are you today? So here's a question I would like you to consider. On a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being not at all, 10 being utterly and completely, how well would you say you know yourself? Socrates once said, to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom. So how well do you think you know yourself? And why is this important? Well, years ago, I was just in the throes of struggling. I was in so much pain. Nothing in my life was working. And I kind of yelled out loud to God, why does no one love me? Why does no one understand me? And then I heard these words so clearly in my mind. Do you know yourself? Do you love yourself? My answer was no, I didn't. And then it occurred to me, how in the world was I going to manifest or attract anyone that could know me or love me? until I decided to take responsibility for those things form within myself. And so that became my intention to know myself, to love myself. What I now know is that knowing ourselves is kind of like having a compass that will direct us in our lives. If we don't have a full understanding of who we are, then how are others supposed to get to know us? And as most of us know, happiness has to start within. As we start to relax into self-awareness and self-understanding, we can start to come home to ourselves. Once we get to know ourselves as God created us to be, to explore this, to wonder about this, to expand and rest in this, to me is the beginning of a lifelong romance. As we're always out of referencing and comparing and competing, we're Residing in the place of ego, we're in that posture of I'm better than, I'm worse than, I'm better than, I'm worse than. And this roller coaster is the ride of suffering. I love this quote from Soren Kierkegaard. To not be conscious of oneself as spirit is despair. As we outer reference for our value and our worthiness, as we try to experience love and fulfillment from the outside in, we will always suffer. It is not until we get to know ourselves and know ourselves as an aspect of the divine that we can start to take that deep breath and relax into the place of peace and comfort and home within. To acknowledge ourselves as souls And to begin to really understand our limitations, our boundaries, our likes, our dislikes, what honors ourselves and nourishes ourselves, what brings us joy, what feeds our souls. As we start to understand what brings us to life and to know our yeses and our maybes and our noes, this is when we can start to feel that sense of belonging, that sense of alignment. So when we can start to shore up our connection to the divine, to the universe, to life and beyond. When we start to turn inward with that sense of 
curiosity and wonder, asking ourselves those open-ended questions and allowing the wisdom to bubble up from that deeper place inside of ourselves, we can start to open to an understanding of our gifts and our talents. It's how we can start to contribute the best of who and what we are to this planet. To relax into that place of value and worthiness and knowing ourselves is a blessing. And yes, it is so important to know our personalities and our propensities, to know when we're tired and when we're hungry and when we're being honored and when we're being dishonored. And it's even more important when we start to open our mind and heart to the ability and opportunity to know ourselves as souls. You know, in today's world, I think most people are really caught up in evaluating everybody and worried about being evaluated by other people rather than really taking responsibility for their relationships with themselves. Because our lives are a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. And if we are disconnected from our soul self, if we are disconnected from our heart, our intuition, our wisdom, spirit, our soul and love, what's reflected back to us can be chaotic and painful and devastatingly challenging. In fact, I would describe it as that's hell on earth. As we listen to what maybe society wants or what our family, families or friends want, we don't pay enough attention to our inner world and our inner promptings. We can be taken so far off track. And I know that terrain pretty well. And it wasn't until I was probably at the, just about the end of my leash that I just started asking those more important questions and turning inward and then hearing that wisdom that turned me around that brought me back to my own heart and soul. Because I feel like we can either run from ourselves or to ourselves. And the further we run from ourselves, the more we're going to suffer. As we turn back to our own heart and soul, as we become more introspective and curious, and if we open our mind and hearts to learning about who we are with sincere intention and to maybe set that intention to love ourselves, body, mind, and spirit. This is when we open the door to the possibility, potential, and opportunity to become the authentic and empowered beings we were and are designed and destined to be. So some of the benefits of choosing to open our minds and hearts to knowing ourselves is just coming home to yourself, being happier. There's less inner conflict because we become more whole and more congruent. If we know ourselves, we can make better decisions. We become more discerning about what we say yes to and what we say no to. I've also found we stop sabotaging ourselves so much because we're our own cheerleader, friend, confidant. We stop throwing roadblocks up that take us off track. We start paying more attention to the wisdom and that compass that resides in the very center of ourselves. 
Another thing that I just have really loved about relaxing into this way of being is that uh, I'm a lot less concerned about what other people think. Other people's opinions matter far less than they used to. If I'm at happy and home with myself and I know that God loves me, what another mere mortal who's struggling with their own human experience matters a lot less. There's such a sense of freedom and peace, a sense of deep relaxation and comfort, that sense of being home inside of ourselves that happens when we know ourselves deeply and love ourselves authentically. Another beautiful quality and side effect of knowing oneself is that um, experience of compassion, compassion for the journey that we've been on. And therefore, we become a more authentically compassionate presence in the world. We understand better um, others and their suffering because we understand ourselves better. It's easier and just more natural to empathize, to be able to hold space in that place of not having to know or control or fix or rescue, but just that ability to be present in compassion, which I think is the most important quality we could ever bring to anyone that we care about or the planet. Another beautiful thing that starts to happen as we know ourselves more deeply and love ourselves more unconditionally is that uh, there's an increased sense of life force. We shore up again with our connection to the divine so that energy that is vitality and aliveness can start to flood in us, flow through us. We feel... Um, more intuitive. We know what inspires us and we take more inspired action and we become more inspirational to others without even trying to. It's just who we are. We live from a place of greater integrity because we are more integrated and more whole. Again, we have this accurate inner compass and this sense of true north inside of ourselves that we can always refer to. And another thing that uh, I found that can be kind of fun, kind of interesting, is that no matter how much we know ourselves, there's always more to know and experience and explore because we are aspects of the infinite. We are splinters of the divine. So there's always something else to Wonder about and explore, experience, create, and enjoy. This is a pretty great way to live. So now when I turn inward these days, do I know myself? Mm, I would say pretty well. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's not a 10. And maybe I don't even want it to be because I want to continue to grow and explore and expand and play and laugh and that sense of, not knowing, to have like the child's mind, that sense of wonder. But I do love understanding my physical propensities, that I need a lot of sleep and that I give myself that grace, that I know 
when I'm hungry and when I'm full. And even that was a problem when I was younger. I had no idea. I really struggled with an eating disorder because I wasn't in touch with my own body. I couldn't tell when I was hungry or when I was full. I was too busy trying to manipulate myself to look a particular way because I was out of referencing, you know, as a model and actress. So I, I was always looking at the competition and trying to measure up. And again, oh, I think this can be so incredibly painful. And on some level, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the level of pain that it brought me to so that I could turn inward and open my mind and heart to asking those more important questions and then hearing the wisdom that was shouting at me from within. You know, I say a lot that the soul whispers, but I think it was because I asked the questions I wanted the answers to so loudly, the message came back in a in a way that I could hear it and understand it because I was so incredibly sincere in my wanting to know what to do next and how to be in the world because I was so tired. I was so tired of suffering. I was so tired of hurting. I was so tired, I think, of being a victim of my own consciousness. So to finally be in this place of knowing myself and liking myself and knowing myself as an aspect of God and the embodiment of love has been such a joy, such a joy. And now I can perceive others again from this place of compassion, because I don't think most people are living from this posture. And in the past, I was so concerned about what people thought when they looked my direction. And though I might wonder, I don't really care as much anymore. And if somebody looks at me with a raised eyebrow or perhaps they're frowning, I don't take it personally. I know on some level they wouldn't be doing that if they knew who they were, if they were enjoying the aspect of the divine that they were designed to be. Because once we are happy and at home inside of ourselves, once we know ourselves and love ourselves and are comfortable inside of our skin, we're just happy. And we look at others through the eyes of love. So I recognize others that have come home to themselves and I smile and we celebrate one another. And then I see the ones that are suffering or are looking at me in judgment or anger. And rather than being at effect and diminishing my light and going into self-doubt, I just perceive them with love, with compassion, with affection. And there have been times that people respond to that and soften around that. And there are times that they don't. But I've gotten to the place where I don't have an attachment. I simply keep being me and I shine. And I continue to enjoy those that are open, whose hearts are open and minds are open and to journey onward and upward with these souls. And if they don't, I bless them on their path and know that they'll get it someday because we all will. We're all going home. And some of us perhaps are on a more circuitous journey than others. But in the end, there's only one place to go. And I think that is back to the heart of God. My intention at this point is simply to relax and enjoy the journey. 
to trust the process and to keep living my particular brand, vision and version of being love and of being the divine being that God created me to be. And my sincere hope and prayer and intention is that you are as well, that you know yourself as the embodiment of love and an aspect of the divine. My next intention in life is self-mastery, to become just the master of myself. And I think this can be described as being proficient or highly skilled. And I think when we choose to be become masters of ourselves. This is going to take all that we do to its highest level. To be the master of oneself is to deeply know who we are and to love who we are. It is to discover, again, the guru or the higher self or the light within and to be guided by that light in all things. To have this realization that we're the universe and that, that we have the opportunity to flow gracefully and easily and joyfully with the river of life, with the flow of life. In this collaboration and cooperation, in this magnificent dance of our own creation, to be in the passenger seat where God is driving, but we are participating. It's such a joy to live in this posture. To become conscious of who we are at the deepest level is when we can master the gifts and talents that were bestowed upon us. We become the vessels and conduits for just beauty, for love, for light, for creativity to flow with us and through us in all things and in all ways. We have this ability to be internally directed. Our lives become a self-directed journey and progress is only really determined by us and by God. What I know is when we allow the ego and others to control our choices. We live in these lower vibrations where we feel like a victim. But when we choose to forgive, to come into compassion and go for that deeper level of truth that is available to all of us, we, move, we have the opportunity to move into mastery. Our discernment becomes refined. Our choices become wise. It becomes natural to choose love over fear and light over darkness. This is when the whole universe opens up to bless us, to support us, to pour down gifts and God winks and guidance. And again, it's such a beautiful way to live. And of course, it can take time and it can take patience and it can take diligence and discipline. Oh, and I'm so glad I dug deep and found those qualities inside of myself so that I could get to the place that I am now currently with them. Knowing myself and knowing that God loves me and this way of being where life 
tends to work really well most days. And even on the days that that don't work, where things are bumpy and uncomfortable and challenging and painful, there's um, this awareness that there's an opportunity to go even deeper and higher into the place of surrender, relaxation, alignment, faith, and just trust. Trust that um, I'm loved, that you're loved, that we are loved as these spiritual beings having this sometimes clumsy human experience. So what I've found that has been so helpful, and then maybe there's something here for you to consider or set an intention around, is just to commit, commit to yourself, commit to knowing yourself and commit to loving yourself. And as you do this, we can start to relax and hopefully get to the place of not being attached to the way things have to show up. It's sort of about the ability to stay connected yet flexible. We can witness the pain and suffering of the world, but also remember the truth that we are loved that we are safe despite any and all evidence to the contrary. We can stay focused yet flexible and then look for the clues that we ask for and that are sent our way to help us, guide us, direct us. And then we can transmute our difficulties into opportunities, our challenges into lessons and blessings. It's so lovely when we can really start to tune into and trust our inner wisdom. And the truest truth is all of us have a deep well of wisdom within. If we just turn inward with the intention to tune into it, it's there. It's there. Sometimes people will come to me in great discomfort and want some guidance or support or direction. And I found One of the most important things I can do is to ask them open-ended questions so that they can hear their own knowingness, their own wisdom, so that they can find their own compass and be directed from that, that deep place of truth that resides inside of themselves and that you have and that I have. Once we really believe this and know this about ourselves, once we turn inward more frequently with that intention to be guided and directed by that inner sense of truth and wisdom, again, we relax, we align, and we can eventually get to the place where we radiate our light and divinity for all to enjoy, for us to be guided with, by, directed by, and supported with, and then we also bless others with this energy as well. And though we do live on a planet of free will and choice, choice becomes easier because our actions and who we are is really in alignment with God, with the universe, and with the laws of this planet. And though we still live in this limited, localized place with time and um, limitations. We still love the experience. We love the, the senses 
the sights, the sounds, the smells. And there's also a sense of freedom. This is when we can be in the world, but we are no longer just of the world. Happiness is natural. Bliss becomes our simple way of being. And though we are separate, we are whole. And we know we are all one. It's a beautiful place to live. And I hope you are living from this posture and perspective yourself. And if you're not, perhaps I've shared some things that will open your heart and mind and inspire you to turning inward and tapping into the truth of who you are, to knowing yourself more deeply and loving yourself more completely so you can awake more fully to the consciousness, truth, love, and light that is who you are at the deepest level. This is when your destiny can reveal itself and you can continue to journey onward and upward in ever-expanding bliss, joy, and infinite love. I'm so grateful for you, your presence in my life, and know that I'm sending you heartfelt blessings, that you know who you are, love who you are, and are enjoying the journey. So be in touch. If you have any questions, thoughts, ideas, anything you want to share, TammyBPhD.com, and know that uh, I adore you and I appreciate you. And I'm so loving our journey. Take good care of you. And uh, I love you. Bye for now.